Greetings, 7-Second Delay listeners. Tonight we have another new but pre-recorded program with listener quizzes. In the first half of tonight's episode, we will hear listeners Brian and Marquetta giving Andy and I a quiz on the subject of dogs. And in the second half, it'll be listener Stan from Kentucky quizzing us on general academic knowledge. Stay tuned for Brian and Marquetta and me and Andy. We're back here on 7 Second Delay with another listener quiz, this time with listeners Brian and Marquetta. Welcome, Brian and Marquetta. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Which one is which? (laughs) Which one are you? Oh, okay. Marquetta is eight years old, and uh, Brian Brian has volunteered a lot at WFMU. I wish they were wearing name tags. (laughs) Why? Why is that? Keep track so you don't. I won't get confused. I see. Okay. All right. So we have some. uh, We have a dog quiz for you today. It's about dogs. All your questions are about dogs. Every one of them. I believe you have a, a dog or two, don't you, Andy? I do have uh, a dog or two. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I'm, you know, if my wife were here, she, she'd be very helpful. But this is not an area that I'm confident in. How about you, Ken? Are you confident about this category? Well, I've had dogs my whole life. I love dogs, but I, I have no idea if I'm going to be good at dog trivia or not. Andy, you have Maisie. And uh, what's the what's that big dog Watson, that you have? Watson is a uh, Watson is our other dog. Oh, Watson! I love that dog. Yeah, thanks, man. And I have two Australian cattle dog mutts named Sammy and Lola. If the first question is true or false, dogs are stupid. I'm going to say true. <laughs> why? Why would you say that? My dog is so stupid. Both of them. Yeah. You can leave for 10 minutes, and when you come back 10 minutes later, they're so excited, they think you've been gone all day. (laughs) Well, that's just what you think they're thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe maybe they just love you a whole lot. They remind me, in a way, of the the FMU volunteers when you step out for a few minutes, uh, Ken, when you go to lunch (laughs) or something. Uh They're so excited when, when you come back. You've never been here during lunchtime. I know they love you. That's how we can know that. I know they miss you terribly. They just sit by the door. They look out the window while you're gone. And then I have to stand there and say, he'll be back soon. He's just going out to lunch. He loves you. He loves you very much. He's not abandoning you. That's me every time you leave the FMU building. Huh. I'm going to have to put up some uh, secret cameras to catch that. Brian, do you have a dog in your house? Uh, We do. She's Maria. Maria? And what kind of dog is that? Uh, she's all kinds of dogs. She's a mutt. True. Maria's a mutt. Is that a two point? Marquetta, is that a point for me? Marquetta, I said true. She's shaking her head no. Oh, she's tough. Yeah. Okay. Right, are we ready? I we'll have, we start? We'll, I guess we'll have to, we'll have to answer the questions that, uh, Brian has, uh, prepared. Yeah, we are ready. Go ahead, Brian. All Heavenly right. Father, please guide my answers. Uh, and please, please make Marquetta a uh, a sort of a, a generous scorekeeper. All right, let's let's do it. Okay. So, with over three hundred million smell receptors in their nose, yeah. which dog breed has the best sense of smell? And I could do multiple choice if you want. I guess I guess our rule is multiple choice would be helpful. Our rule is we'll wait until all the the question is uh, complete until you finish that uh, asking, and then we'll buzz in. Okay. So here's the multiple choice. It could be A, Labrador Retriever, B, Bloodhound, C, German Shepherd, or D, Golden Retriever. Buzz. Okay. I'm going to say Bloodhound. Well, yeah, that's the Bloodhound. obvious. Now, that's the obvious answer, but that's incorrect, Ken. Oh, it is. What's the correct yeah. answer, Andy? It's Golden Retriever. <laughs> well, I think Marquetta and Brian said that Bloodhound was correct. Yeah, Bloodhound. Fine, fine, fine. Bloodhound. Well, that's an obvious answer. Yeah, bloodhound. I mean, it's the cliche answer, right? <laughs> also the correct answer, for sure. Yeah, and the correct answer. Who would have thought that? The obvious <laughs> answer was correct. 
Andy's great at overthinking these things. I do. I have to learn. I have to discipline myself. All okay. right. Ready to go. All right. Marquetta, what's the score? One to zero. Yep. Hmm. And Marquetta, which of those two numbers is larger? One. Oh, so he would be winning. All right. Damn. It, Damn. This one's going to be less obvious. In okay. October 2023, yeah. Bobby, the world's oldest dog, died in Portugal. How old was Bobby? And I can give you multiple choice. Okay. All right. So yeah. A is 19. Yeah. B 27. Yeah. D 28 or yeah. D 31. Hmm. Which of those numbers? I'm buzzing in. Buzz. Okay, Which Andy. Which of those numbers? Because I'm now trying to outthink you, Brian. This is now a chess game. Which of those two, which of those four options is the second largest, the second biggest? Not the biggest. Well, that would be C. Yeah, 28. 28. That's my guess. Er, not 28. So give Andy a negative one. Um, I'm going to guess uh, the last one, 31. 31. Bobby was 31. All right. Yeah. Well, now, Marquetta, now you have to calculate negative numbers. Well, I guess it's pretty easy. There's only one negative well, number so far. Obviously, it would be the biggest number. So, Ken, you're now the mayor of Obviousville. <laughs> it's Obvious Town, thank you. Obvious Town, yeah. I hope, I hope you're proud of yourself. All right. Obvi next, obvious, uh, obvious Town's the capital of Bizarro World. I thought you would appreciate it. Let's, let's try the next one without multiple choice. So we'll see. Fine. All right. So, uh, Hollywood Dogs. Hollywood Dogs. Oh, baby. Finally, I've been waiting for this. All right, this is in Andy's wheelhouse. Marquetta, watch this. Just sit right. back, sweetheart, and watch what I do here. Okay. I'm ready to go. All right, what is the name of Doc Emmett Brown's dog in Back to the Future? Exactly. Doc Emmett Brown, that's exactly right. And then you're supposed to guess what the name was of the dog. I, although I could do multiple choice if you want. No. Okay. Okay. Is, uh, it, Snoop, is it Snoopy? <laughs> is that your no. guess no i know You're, snoopy's a very popular dog how about as a hint for this one it's a scientist oh uh, okay well bit buzz I'll, okay i'll guess einstein yeah einstein all right fine i needed right. a little help there all right andy's back at zero well i think wait marquetta wasn't that last question worth five points <laughs> didn't your dad say something about five points no. Marquetta! Marquetta, you're not helping me at all. Well, why should she help you? She's supposed to be a neutral judge. Uh, fine. The one honest kid. The one honest kid in North America. All right, one more. be a referee on my game show. One more Hollywood dog. Okay. All right. So Rin Tin Tin, famous Hollywood German Shepherd, appeared in 27 movies starting in 1993. Buzz, True. In which country was Rintintin Tin born? Wait, so you, you must mean starting in 1933, right? No, uh, 1923. No, 1923. Oh, 23. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah he was in Silent All right, I'm going to say Buzz. What was yeah. the question? In, yeah, in which what? country? Where was Rintintin Tin born? I'm going to say Buzz. I think Rintintin Tin came home with a soldier during World War One, and so I would guess Germany. Uh, it is not Germany. Oh, for the love of crack. Well, I'm going to pass. Said was right. I'm going to pass be, because in this game, you know, if the first if the person who buzzes gets it wrong, then I'm autom I automatically win. So, yeah. All right. It was uh, you were right about World War One, but it was France, not Germany. Oh, I was going to oh, say France. Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, why don't we leave it up to the judge, Marquetta? You know, you know the geography of of Europe. You know how close Germany is to France. Do I get half a point? I don't know how close Germany is close. They're not well, close at all. They're not that they're, they're not they're close. Kissing, they're kissing cousins. <laughs> all right. Enough, they were close enough for the Blitzkrieg to roll in. <laughs> now move into cartoon dogs. Cartoon dogs. Buzz. Yes. Gooby Doo. All right. All right. What, breed, what breed of dog okay. is the Simpson Santa's little helper? Oh. Ah, Santa's little helper. Uh, you can question. do multiple choice if you want. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. Let's Wait, and was it identified on in the in the cartoon? Oh yeah. Okay, ready to go. Okay, so the multiple choices: A. Greyhound. B. Greyhound. B. Play. Yeah, Buzz. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Greyhound because are you they, supposed to wait till the end though? No, I don't care. They adopted it, I believe, at a Greyhound track in the in the uh, yeah. in, uh, in the first season. All right, I think we're going to give that one to to Andy. <laughs> Finally. All <laughs> right. Good job, Andy. Am I winning now? What's the score, Marquetta? Am I winning? Zero to two. Good job, Marquetta. Yeah, That's what I have also. And wait, and which of those numbers is larger? Oh, please two. say zero. Oh, just my luck to have the smaller number. <laughs> All right, next question. Yeah. Uh, Bluey is a famous Australian cartoon dog. What breed is Bluey? And I can do multiple choice if you want it. Oh, Buzz, nope. nobody, no, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody in uh, North America cares. I know. Oh, what? Buzz, Australian cattle dog, Blue Healer. The Blue Healer, yep. You got it. Not even multiple choice. I'm sorry, I don't know the reference. Where Where do we know Bluey from? Disney. It's a kid's show. I believe I smell a question. That was Marquetta's question, I believe. That was your contribution, wasn't it? Mm. I think so. Well, that's, that Not, was a great question because I, I have two Blue Healers. I have two Blue Healer mutts. So I knew that if it was an Australian cartoon and its name was Bluey, it had to be a Blue Healer. Like, put it together. I respect Ken. I love Ken, but I do disagree with him here. That was a stupid question. <laughs> no, it's a great. You think it was stupid because you didn't get it. Exactly. All right, we got That's two questions. Earmark. On... That's the earmark of a stupid question. <laughs> two questions on music. Music. Yeah. Music dogs. Music exactly. dogs. All right. Finish this lyric from the chorus of George Clinton's Atomic Dog. Bow wow. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> I could do multiple choices. No, no, I don't need multiple choice on this oh, song. Oh, God. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's let Ken show off a little. So, go, go ahead. It was bow wow wow. Uh, buzz. Yeah. Yippee oh, yippee yay. And that's it. Point to Ken. Ken's got a big lead. Yeah, I believe that should only. I believe that should only be worth half a point because it's so stupid. <laughs> it's a great song. All right. Funny bit of trivia about that song: when George Clinton uh, went in to record that, <clears throat> he had no memory of having recorded it, and uh, he went back to the recording studio a week later and said he wanted to redo it. But the song that is false. That was not a funny bit of trivia. False. Do I get a point for that? <laughs> what do you think, Marquetta? For what? Ken said that was a funny yes. bit of trivia. That's a lie. But that wasn't that wasn't part of the quiz, Andy. That was a stupid story. <laughs> All right. Next question. Borderline, borderline pointless. And we can do multiple choice again. Who performed the song Who Let the Dogs Out? Oh, Buzz. Oh, geez. The Baja Man. Yeah, wow, Ken knows it. You remember that song, right, Andy? I do. It was actually featured in Rat Race. I should know it. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, had to God. license it. You ha How much did you have to pay to license that song for Rat Race? It was a, a seven and a half weeks allowance. <laughs> Whose allowance? It was my allowance. <laughs> Paramount put me on an allowance. Allowance <laughs> is $8 a week. How Eight? much do you get, Marquetta? Eight dollars a week. That's exactly if you're interested. That's exactly eight dollars more per week than an FMU DJ makes. <laughs> that's a pretty good allowance. It is a pretty good allowance. Yeah, I'm remembering my allowance when I was a kid. Of course, we'd have to adjust it for inflation. I think. Yeah, I, so I think. Every year. Marquetta, do you save your allowance or do you spend it? Save it. Oh, you're smart. You're a smart kid. Do you put it into a bank or do you put it into crypto or what? Uh, here comes Ken's pitch. Marquette, don't listen to him. You don't have to pledge money to the station, honey. <laughs> you don't have to pledge. Not everybody has to pledge. It's optional. Ken, leave her alone. I wasn't <laughs> even going to go there. Ken, Ken, back off. All right. All right. We're up to uh, presidential dogs. Yay, presidential dogs. 
All right. So, and again, there's another one where you can do multiple choice if you want it. Okay. Which American president said, I am accustomed to hearing malicious falsehoods about myself, but I think I have a right to resent, to object, to libelous oh, statements been, Bob, about my dog. That's Checkers and that's Richard Nixon. It is not. It's not? No. Yeah, Nixon never said anything like that. I'm just stunned. Yeah, well, let's... It's the most famous uh, presidential speech about a dog. Well, um, the checkers, the checkers speech, but yeah. the checkers speech wasn't really about checkers. Well, I know he re he referenced checkers because right. somebody made it slight. But I thought that's what um, I thought that's what Brian was quoting. Okay, well, the, the, the checker the checkers speech really was more about Pat Nixon's cloth coat, her good Republican cloth coat. That's right. I, oh, you're absolutely right. Okay. And the one thing they wouldn't give back was the dog because they'd become so fond of it. But this is not that speech. Right. Oh, say so let's. So, um, well, read, give us. Can you read? Can you read the quote again? Sure. I am accustomed to hearing malicious falsehoods about myself, but I think I have a right to resent, to object, to libelous statements about my dog. It's Let so funny that I would. It's either Reagan or Obama. Oh, no. No. no the, it's so funny. It's no. a funny quote. The language is much, much more dated than that. I'm, yeah, I was, but, I'm not, but somebody's being sarcastic, Ken. That's a that Somebody's being funny. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. I, th I would say Reagan or Obama. So but that, I can't. I, 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 I'm not yeah, you're, Ken, do you want to you take a guess, Ken? Well, I'd like to hear the multiple choice. Sure. Uh, so A, Warren G. Harding. B. Woodrow Wilson, C. Calvin Coolidge, or D. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh, oh yeah. well, I don't even. Obviously, I'm wrong multiple times. Well, I'm going to pass because I already won. Yeah, that was FDR. And what was the name of FDR's dog? Fala. What Fala? So they, Fala. So I guess yeah, Fala. Fala. What yeah. kind of name is that? I think it was a uh, probably Scottish. Fala. It's a name that won. It's a name that won World War II and beat dep the Depression. Okay, Ken, is oh. that good enough for you? Uh yeah, that's good enough for me. But I guess basically the Republicans had said that he'd left the dog on an island and sent a destroyer to go get the dog. Oh, that's so, so that funny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> during a... during World War II, he was accused of that. <laughs> I think there it was, was in the controversy. Yeah. It was a controversy about his dog. I, that's what a great footnote to history. I had no idea. Yeah, and then people were upset with Nixon because, you know, that's really what Nixon was ripping off when he did his own dog speed. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, my God. Damn right. you, Brian. Damn you for teaching me stuff. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that sensation. Don't you, Marquetta, don't you hate that at school when you're learning things? Isn't that the worst feeling? I know. I hate it, too. I Damn it. kind of like it. I, li I like that feeling. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to be stoned out of your mind to like learning. <laughs> All right. Uh, potentially the last question, unless you want to keep going, we'll do the next one. Yeah, we should keep going. We have more time. Okay. So according to news reports in October, President Joe Biden's German Shepherd commander was removed from the White House after biting a Secret Service agent who required medical attention. How many total people had Commander bitten as of October 2023? Buzz. Yeah. Okay, it's a more recent news story, and I've got to buzz in to try to win here. I'm going to say, I know it was multiple, and most of them were Secret Service agents, if I recall. Yeah. I believe it was four. Okay. Do you want to do who gets closer here? Yeah. Yeah. I'll believe it was between two and eight. <laughs> I believe it was between two and 15. Well, I think your guess is four, Andy. Fine. Um, I'm not uh, going to uh, guess, because if Andy's wrong, then I win. Yes. Was it four? Right. No, not four. Yeah. Oh, well, it, well, I just, well, I'm sure Marquetta would agree. Three is the same as four. Marquetta, uh, isn't three and four, are they? Either. It's not either. Ken, you want to try? Uh, no, no, no. no. Marquetta, no? Marquetta, blink. Marquetta, blink the number of times uh, uh, Secret Service agents have been, were bitten. Blink. You're not allowed to talk. One, two, three, four, five. Whoa, five. she's blinking up a storm there. Five, she's six, seven, seven secrets, eight, eight secret, nine, nine secret services. I, I couldn't even. Eleven. Wow. Eleven. Eleven. Oh, he's a man eater. <laughs> he's a beast. Oh, man. Right. 
They need a dog trainer. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So let's do uh, some bonus questions then. So we're okay. back to uh, uh, bonus, the bonus round is worth yeah. 10 points each. Is that correct? All right. Yeah. Have you been keeping score? I think Andy gets another uh, minus one, right? Oh, fine. So yeah, but these five to negative two. Marquetta, these bonus questions are worth uh, positive five. Andy, I guess or negative five if you if you're okay, wrong. Fine, I probably need to I probably need to win more than one to to tie you. Well, let's All ask Marquetta. Marquetta, what's the score at this point as we go into bonus rounds? So you have five and you have negative two. And which of those two numbers is larger? Five. Damn, damn, damn. Andy, you're cursing in front of eight-year-old Marquetta. Marquetta, you've heard that word before, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So a dog's retina contains one-tenth the concentration of blank compared to a human, affecting their ability to see the spectrum of color and resulting in color blindness. And I could do multiple choice if you want. Yes, so please. What, so what is a dog lacking in its eye? That's yeah. the question. Okay. So what what are they lacking? A rods. Rods, B, yes. Oh cones. Okay. No. C, yes. Lenses. Lenses, yeah. D corneas. Corneas, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've guessed all of them. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna guess A through D. <laughs> I, it's my new strategy, Barquetta. Uh Buzz. Yes. I'm gonna guess cones. It is cones. All right, plus five. And we're doing five points. Fine. Now, Brian and Marquetta, you might be interested. In, uh, this this is our sixth quiz. I believe Ken has swept every quiz. Is that uh, true? No, you won the tax question one. Oh, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, taxes. Well, there. That tells you tells you a lot about our the difference in our uh, in our status in, in the world. All right. All right. Uh, to Hollywood. To Hollywood. Now, is this our final question? Let's say. Uh, no, let's have two more. Let's have this one and one more. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Rin so no, more back to Rin Tin Tin. Rin Tin Tin, I love it. England. England. Right. One, one of three dogs with a star uh, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. <gasps> one of the other two dogs. Buzz. Lassie. Yep. Lassie. And Wait, who... but then there's another one, right? Yeah, there's a third. There's a third. Huh. You want a multiple choice for the third? Yeah. All right. So it could be, uh, so I'll say the dog and then I'll say a movie that the dog was in in case you don't recognize the dog's name. Okay. So it could be Beasley from Turner and Hooch. It could be Skippy from Bringing Up Baby. Could Wait, be is, there, is, is there Shane? Is Shane coming? Okay, keep going. Terry from Wizard of Oz or Strongheart from White Fang. Terry? Buzz. Terry from Wizard of Oz? You mean Toto? Well, Terry's the dog's name. But to yeah, yeah, so oh, Terry oh. plays Toto. Oh, okay. Ken knows him as, Ken knows him as Toto. Yeah. Um, okay, well, of those movies, I'll buzz in and I'll say The Wizard of Oz seems, t Terry seems like the most high profile of those dogs. That would be my guess. Nope, it's not Terry. Oh, for the love of crack. I can't, the hole can't get any deeper. Well, it just got five points deeper. Oh, no. Marquetta, what's my score now? And she's tallying. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to figure Negative out. Negative seven. Negative seven. You know what? My hole is so luck, deep. Andy. You know what? I think I just struck oil. I think the joke's <laughs> on all of you guys. All right, so... One question left, then, right? We'll yep. Do the last one yeah. one final question. Yeah. All right. Richard Nixon, as you know, had a dog named Checkers. What breed was Checkers? Oh, I I know this. Oh, he uh, mentioned it in his speech. Yeah. Oh, Buzz. You're so... Buzz Checkers was a spaniel. Yeah. Can you give a little a more? Cocker, a cocker spaniel. Cocker spaniel. Well, I got a spaniel. A... Yeah, spaniel. Yep. Yeah, but cocker is the real challenging part of the. <laughs> All right. So well, I think Marquetta has to decide how the points come down on that one. I said spaniel Marquetta, and then Andy just added cocker. Uh... But maybe, but Marquetta, let me. Uh, Marquetta, are you a fan of uh, of? Uh, are you a fan of the Barbie movie? 
Wait, Marchetta, I got <laughs> I'm just gonna let both of you be right. <laughs> okay, so we both we're both right. We both get plus five. Okay, fair enough. Now why were you asking about the Barbie movie, Andy? I was trying to think of a way to bribe her to take her to the movies. Oh, I see. So what was the bribe? The bribe was to take her to go see the Barbie I would, movie? Well no, I would encourage her dad to take her. Encourage <laughs> her dad to let her see it. Why would he not let her see it? Well, a lot. I think a lot of parents think uh, maybe the Barbie movies for older kids. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, now I'm curious, Marquetta, have you seen the Barbie movie? Yes. Not with me, though. No. Well, Marquette is probably the most mature eight-year-old in 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 the country. She's allowed to see it. Did you like it, Marquetta? Yeah, it was okay. What was your favorite part? You know what my favorite part was? What? Uh, the reference to All Ken Radio. Was there such a reference? Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get the soundbite of that. It was something about uh, a radio station that was All Ken all the time or something like that. Wasn't that the motto that you proposed for FMU? That uh, that was shot down very quickly. Yeah, it was exactly, never it was yeah. never under serious consideration. Yeah, all Ken all the time. I was just spitballing. I wasn't serious about that. Well, Brian and Marquetta, thank you both so much for a great quiz. Yeah, these were great questions. Very thoughtful, and uh, I learned I learned a lot. And for that, I will never forgive you. <laughs> it was our pleasure too. Okay, bye. Okay. Time for dinner. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, Marchetta. Bye. Uh, she's the sweetest. We're danger. Everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. Thank you to listeners Brian and Marquetta for that quiz on dogs. For the second half of tonight's pre-recorded episode, we have listener Stan in Kentucky giving us some kind of uh, professional mathlete-style uh, academic test. Stay tuned. Coming up in a second. We're back with another seven-second delay listener quiz, and joining us now it's Stan in Kentucky. Welcome, Stan. Hello, Stan. Are you so Stan? Uh, it's Andy, and, and uh, I'm welcoming you too. My welcome is a little heartfelt, <laughs> a little warmer. Is it? Absolutely. Um, Stan, you, 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 uh, you sound a little logy, to tell you the truth, Andy. That's a, yeah. I'm logy. That's your word. It is my word. That's your word, and you're making fun of it. You're making fun of me for using your favorite word. Uh, I, uh, you know, now that you mention it, maybe I'm a, a tad logy, but but that doesn't that won't affect uh, my performance today. Stan, what is the first off? Is uh, you are a, a an accountant? Is that correct? Uh, an actuary, actually, but it's the same thing in many ways. So. What is the difference? I know every actuary out there is going to be mad that I said that. What is the difference between, like, technically between an actuary? Well, and... an, an accountant is doing actual, very specific math. An actuary is making projections. It's financial projections based on data. So we do a lot of stuff where we feed information to the accountants. You know it by, like, the Congressional Budget Office, where they, like, say, think something's going to cost $400 billion, and then it costs... $800 billion. That's an actuary calculated that for you. Now, from one to 10, how much, uh, Ken, how much, this is a question for you. How much do you regret that I asked uh, Stan that question? <laughs> I was actually going to ask you if you had already asked him what the difference was between an actuary and an accountant. I actually, I actually have. Um, my answer is, is eight. I regret asking that. One <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm happy to know because I like learning things, Andy. I, uh, but, but I already learned something today. 
Oh, is it a limit of one thing per day? Is that the idea? Yeah, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm maxed out. I that, my it's not like that's the rule that it can only be one thing per day. My own personal rule, and it makes me happy. I think the idea of that saying, Andy, is that you learn at least one thing every day. Well, you might be right. You might be right. Although you should factor this in, Ken. I'm a little logy. Okay. Um, okay, so Stan, these questions, are these all math questions that you prepared for us? No, no. In fact, I deleted all the math questions, the so Lord. we don't have to, to do that. Well, that can count um, as my Hanukkah gift, deleting the math. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, these are academic-themed questions from oh, Kentucky. And, when you say, uh, ac so you say academic team, you mean like mathletes? So, it's it's quiz bowl, think, think that. Quiz so it's oh, quiz bowl. Subject. Okay. But it's these are questions that have been field tested. These are already tough questions that high school kids uh, were challenged with in, in various tournaments. I've never heard of Quiz Bowl. Is that the mathletes? It doesn't and... matter if you've heard of it, Ken. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It exists. It doesn't matter. No but, one cares. But I'm wondering what became of the mathletes. Yeah, we know that's a great question, Ken. I can well, let's let's talk about it later. And great. the and the chemletes. Yeah, great question. These are all good questions. We're moving on. Okay. Fine. All right. All right, Stan, we're ready with the first question. Are you ready to go? Yep. Yeah. All right. Question one. Good luck to both of you. Thank you. Both additive and subtractive models exist for this element of art. So-called schemes group this element into categories like analogous, complementary, warm, and cool. Hue, saturation, and intensity are properties of which artistic element? Buzz. Well, I think we need... An, uh, actuary. an actuary is someone that makes projections based on the numbers. An accountant actually just kind of adds the figures. It's, it's, that, it's more that, that's, that's not what he asked, Andy. I thought we were talking about. I thought we were still talking about the difference between actuaries and accountants. So, Stan, give us the multiple choice on that one, if you can. I there oh, was no multiple. Oh, there choice. is no multiple choice. <laughs> so, it's, art, Ken, it's it's a category uh, of art, Ken. Just say impressionism. Just say it. Well, no, you said hue, and what 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 are the other factors here? Hue, saturation, and intensity are properties of which artistic element? Impression. By the way, high school students in Kentucky get five seconds to answer this. Exactly. So just, just pointing that out. Buzz. Yeah. Buzz, yeah. Color. Exactly. There Correct. we go. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I got it right, Andy. What the hell are you? I, have, I still am lost. Wait, so an actuary makes projections as if for the <laughs> That that was a that was a discussion that came before question one, Andy. I'm much slower. I, this is this is what happens when you hire a Logie co-host. <laughs> I'm glad the questions get easier because that was hard. Your own damn fault. All right, oh. here we go. All right, Holler. number two. Holler. Yeah, that's Holler. stupid. <laughs> go ahead. I'll, I'll let them know. Yeah. Question two. Yeah. Despite the fact that it is botanically considered a fruit, this gourd is the official vegetable of Oklahoma. Most prized for its sweet red flesh, some cultures also eat the rind pickled or stir-fried. Name this fruit, which grows on a vine first cultivated in northeastern Africa. Hmm. Oh, it comes in a... Wait, it's grown in Oklahoma? It's the official vegetable of Oklahoma, but it's prized for its sweet red flesh. Buzz, the pumpkin. Incorrect. Oh, go ahead, Andy. Uh, take a shot. I have not. Wait, a fruit that is the state fruit of Oklahoma, and it's kind of a gourd with a rind that you can pickle or stir fry. Did you? Ask oh, oh, I know. Oh, well, I've I've already lost, yeah. but I know what it is now. And wait, it's got whisper, red Ken, flesh. Can spell it. it. Uh, B U T T E R N U T. Butternut squash? It's butternut squash. It, it, incorrect. A watermelon. Oh, watermelon. It, Did you ask that just so fruit. I would miss the color question? <laughs> well, it's uh, the, the score is 0 0, Andy. I went up one and then mm -hmm. I went down one. 
Okay. Whereas, right. whereas you're, you're just running in place, my friend. Exactly. That's my trademark move. Treading water. Question three. Voters in the United Kingdom participated in this type of voting process in 2016 as part of the Brexit discussion, decision, while some Kentucky voters have done so when voting to determine if their county should allow the sale of alcohol. Give oh, the term for the electoral oh, device. Oh, Buzz, what's that called when you have multiple, uh, you can vote uh, for multiple choices? Yeah. Mm. Oh, what's the? How what? about if I say give the term for the electoral device by which electorate directly votes on a proposed policy or law? Wait, is that a different question? No, no, no. That was the uh, same question. <laughs> okay, give the term. Oh, okay. Wait, huh? When no, when uh, when 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 voters are voting so, directly to amend, like uh, uh, to amend the constitution, the state constitution. Oh, yeah, that kind what's of it thing. called, Ken? Well, what's, what's I, wait, I'm confused because that question started off talking about the method of voting that was used on the Brexit vote. It's the uh -huh. same method but, that was sure. used domestically. Oh, it is the same. Oh, so yes, so this, is, this is the method whereby, well, I mean, it's like, uh, I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm not, um, okay. you know, it's like the popular vote. It's like that. that's the popular vote count. Um, oh, well, do you want to buzz, Andy? So, I, I don't. Wait, I'm I'm thinking out loud too, if I may. Okay, go ahead. It's like a pebble or a stone, or something I stepped on. It's something in my shoe. This is what you're thinking about right now. Yes, <laughs> I have something in my shoe. It hurts when I walk. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I well, you asked me to think out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will buzz and say popular vote. Incorrect. Okay. I will buzz and say some kind of small pebble in my shoe. Incorrect. It's, yeah. it's a referendum. Oh, it's a referendum. Ah. Of course it is. No, that makes sense. I should have known that. Everyone I know, every adult I know would have known that. But you're saying it's you're saying it's a referendum that's decided by whichever side gets more votes. Well, it's a referendum to change to change the uh, the, the stated official policy of, of a given governing body directly. It's a direct vote yes. instead of instead most elections you're voting to for represent for representatives can right. This is a way to change the, a constitution or a uh, you know. Ah, uh, got it. Now I understand. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks Number for schooling. Four. Thanks for schooling me, Andy. I'm well, I can I can always go after the fact. I can always. You know a lot about democracy. Uh, I used to be a big fan of democracy. Yeah, cool. Till you till you till you corrected me. Till you took me to school. <laughs> you showed me the errors of my way. All right, ready All right. to call. Question. Okay. A very thoughtful, Number... very challenging question. Yeah, this is the hardest yeah. quiz we've had yet. And for that, I will never forgive you. It's <laughs> negative two to zero. Andy is winning. <laughs> Number four. This canine species is native to Japan and is sometimes confused with a raccoon or badger. Typically 18 to 28 inches long and weighing about 13 pounds, they are omnivores and mostly nocturnal. Name this creature that is often ascribed supernatural powers such as shape-shifting in Japanese folklore. Buzz. True. Buzz, true. That's all true. There is a species <laughs> of Japan. With those qualities. The sure. raccoon dog. You got it, Ken. <laughs> the raccoon dog. I nailed it. All right. Yeah, yeah raccoon. The, the official the official answer is the tanuki, but I'm supposed to accept uh, Japanese raccoon. Yeah. Dog. And I've got to ask, what what part of the question tipped you off to the answer? Uh, the whole thing. I, I love dogs so much that I actually frequently uh, look up breeds and just read about them. And uh, the raccoon dog is definitely one of the most unusual breeds of dogs out there. I guess it was when he said that it's often mistaken for a raccoon because it looks a lot like a raccoon. Okay. The mistake I made was not listening at all to the question. <laughs> yeah. At all. At all. To just tuning out. That's a mistake I will not make again, Ken. You're, you're on notice. All right, the all right. score is uh, negative one to zero. Andy's still winning. <laughs>
I'm hoping that the next question asks about the difference between an accountant and an actuary. Well, that was the pre-quiz discussion, Andy, yeah. because Stan from Kentucky is an actuary, and uh, you had the good judgment to ask him uh, what the difference was between an accountant and an actuary. And do I get those three minutes uh, back? You do not. Three minutes. That, okay. All right. I accept it. I've learned a lesson. Ready to go. All right. Question five. Question this man's five. wife, Camille, posed for his paintings, Women in the Garden and Woman with a Parasol. He spent three decades on the Nafea cycle, inspired by his aquatic gardens as Giverny. Name the artist of Water Lilies and Impression Sunrise. Buzz, buzz. Oh, it's, it's Monet. Excellent. You got oh, it, it is? Good job, it Andy. Is. There you go. I know three artists. <laughs> Monet. Monet. Yeah. Monet, Charles Schultz. <laughs> I, think, I think Monet's brother <laughs> used, to, used to doodle. Manet. Okay. Yeah, that, that was Manet, his brother. Manet, yeah. Anyway. All right. And that was, right. I believe you said, Stan, I believe that last question was worth 12 points. Did I misunderstand? Whatever you say, Andy. No, no. You're, no. you're running away with it, Andy. You're in positive. You're in positive Andy, territory now. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. I, I, uh, I'm even in the running. Well, you're winning. You're not in the running. Okay, we're ready. I'm ready to right. roll. These are number these six. Are so, these are so challenging. This author of the Seder play Cyclops also created plays with happy endings, including Helen and Ion. Among his more traditional tragedies were the Bacchae, Andromache, the Trojan Women, and Medea. Name this youngest of the three ancient Greek trage tragedians. Oh, Aristoph wait, oh, Aristophanes. Wait, hold on. Oh my God, Andy, you can I can't oh, I'm, no, I'm just now I'm grasping. I can't it. name us I can't name any of the tra tragedians. Is that what you call the them? They said trage tragedians. Is that what they have right oh, here? Oh no one oh no one knows. But, the answer is no one knows. The real answer. Wait, are you telling me there are high school kids that know the answer? Yeah. Well, because this, they this were you know, they were forced to study the answer, so they remember it. Um, well, some of them are in theater, too, so they would know. Wait, what did you say at the beginning of that? that he wrote a, a is there such a guy as Aristophanes? Aristophanes is a Greek playwright. Very right? good, Andy. He, he, wrote, he wrote comedies, though. Oh, he wrote comedies. Um, so there are three guys known for their tragedies. And I, I know mostly Medea and the Baki from this guy. So okay, and who is uh, and who is this guy? We're stumped. Euripides. Wait, wait! Don't tell me. Hold on. Wait, I'm getting in. <laughs> is it too late to buzz in? Andy, it starts with E. Hold on, that's the hint I needed. Yeah, the only hint I needed was uh, for Stan to pronounce his name to me. <laughs> What did you okay. say at the beginning that Euripides wrote a satyr play called Cyclops? Correct. And that, not, this is a play. not satyr like a Jewish satyr, uh, Kenny. <laughs> no, S A T Y. A satyr like a oh, satyr. Yeah. Oh, a, you know the half goat, half man thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not the dinner that you've avoided your whole life. <laughs> because I was going to say, if they have cyclopses at satyrs, <laughs> then count me in. Yeah, they catch you in. Yeah, the ten plagues is not enough, but now that the ten will show up. All right. All and right. I had no idea that the half goat, half man thing was pronounced satyr. I, was... I have to say, I'm more impressed. I'm every as as time as every question goes on, I'm more and more impressed with the high school students in in the in the Middle West. All right. Well, in the South, Stan, stands in South. Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, are, are you are you in a big city in Kentucky, Stan? I I'm actually physically in Cincinnati, Ohio, right now. Oh, We're okay. Right across the border, so beautiful. I am kind of in the Middle West. Be beautiful downtown Cincinnati. Yeah, I can look out my window and see it. Yeah. Buzz, Cincinnati is beautiful. <laughs> All right, number seven. Number seven. 
number seven. The congressional district long represented by this Democratic lawmaker includes such cities as Burbank, Pasadena, and Hollywood. In early 2023, he announced his intent to run for the U.S. Senate being seat being vacated in 2024 by the retiring Dianne Feinstein. Identify this California congressman who served as lead impeachment manager during the proceedings against Donald Trump. Oh, man. No clue. It's local politics. Local yeah, California. local California politics. But, but wait, well, not local, really, if he's, if he's now running for governor. No, senator. Governor. He's running for Feinstein's seat. Okay, so it's a, so it's a statewide guy. He's, okay, he should be a name we recognize. Well, he ran uh, the impeachment hearings, he ran so impeachment he was kind of all over the news for a while. Was, has, it, has he been mentioned in Swank magazine in the last Oh, maybe. <laughs> I should know. I should know it. Yeah, then. Andy reads all the articles in Swank. <laughs> yes. I'm not a deviant. Of course I read the articles. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I can hardly think of any You'll, California. Well, we'll recognize, I'm guessing we'll recognize his name. As yes, we will. I think you will. Okay. Adam Schiff? Good old Adam Schiff. I was going to say Adam Euripides. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be wrong. Well, our our West Coast listeners would have, would have uh, maybe been answer, able to answer. Gosh darn it! These are just so challenging. I feel so stupid. And yet, and yet, Andy, you're winning. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah, wait, exactly. are you winning? Let's I don't see. know. I didn't hey. want to point. That, I didn't want to point that out. It's tied. It's hey. zero to zero. Dear God, are we really both at zero? Yes, we're both at zero. Oh, my God, are we pathetic? Dear God, who will be less pathetic <laughs> by the time this is over? Dear God, it's a race to the bottom. <laughs> you sound really upset. No, I kind of am. Yeah. Okay, Stan. But, All but right, Stan, number eight. These down. We want these to be as challenging as ever. I, I'm just going to keep going. Then. Ones. Okay, we're going we're gonna to do that. Number eight. Yeah. The sonnet name for this man consists of an octave and a sestat. He titled a series of biographies, Illustrious Men, and chronicled the Second Punic War in the epic Africa. Name this humanist who, in his rhymes, described his unrequited love for Laura. I thought the questions were supposed to get easier. Ken, are we out of time? I, Ken, Ken I, we just run out of time. And <laughs> check the clock. No, we have plenty of time. Uh, so, so, Ken, when I said that the questions would get easier, I meant it kind of starts out hard as I each question, and it gets easier as it goes along. So oh. it becomes more identifiable. Oh, I so see. So remember that they could buzz in early if they wanted to. Oh, gotcha. The rules, the rules are kind of loosened. The leash is loosened, I see, on the on, okay. if, if, on the high school kids that, that are in the tournament. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say... This is, in a way, it's a trick question because nobody, nobody in North America <laughs> knows the answer. No adult would know the answer. So I would call this a trick question. Yeah, and is that your answer? Dan, if you tell me the name of someone and I've never heard of him, right. I'm going to start weeping open. <laughs> Just so you it's know, possible ready, you would have heard of him. Yeah, I'm ready. But, with yeah, your this answer. one is probably one answer. that you... It's the most obscure per person. Well, in the he's universe. not exactly obscure. It's yeah, Petrarch. Not, I will be the judge of that. Not you. You don't get to judge that. <laughs> Who is it? Petrarch. Yeah, yeah Petrarch. Petrarch. Oh, it, shut up, both of you. Yeah. Famous. Andy. Did he write the profiles of all the. Wait, Petrarch. It was Rob, Rob Petrie's brother. No. <laughs> so, okay. So we're talking to our listener, Ken who doesn't feel that Petrarch is an obscure reference. Well, of course not. I've heard of Petrarch. You've never heard of Petrarch. It's true. I haven't. Dear God. <laughs> Dear God, who are we dealing with? How did he stumble onto WFMU? That's the first question. <laughs> what the hell is he doing listening to us? I didn't write the questions. Let's How can we possibly... Yeah, Andy, these are quiz bowl questions. No kid knows Petrarch. A kid who actually, actually bet the kids to get that. I want to meet the kid to get to put him on the phone. <laughs> Hello, nerd. Ned the nerd. 
I would say to that kid, go outside a little bit. <laughs> oh, as punishment for knowing who Petrarch is? Yeah, go play some tetherball. Yeah. Go, go out and, during <laughs> recess. Go, enjoy yourself. So uh, it, always, it always comes down to tetherball with Andy. <laughs> it's like, he who wins tetherball rules the kingdom. You'd think the tallest kid would win tetherball. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Not necessarily. No, I know. I learned that today. I was playing with a with a friend of my daughter's. Yeah, and she beat you. No, it was a guy, and he and he creamed me. He was he had actually quite skilled at the game. Yeah, what was his trick? Uh, he it, it turns out if you, if you know exactly where to position yourself and uh -huh. you know how to how to how to hit that ball, you know what one of his tricks was to hit it in my direction mm -hmm. to facilitate uh, hitting it back the other way. If we were asked questions about tetherball, I'd be much happier. Yeah, I know. You, you're an excellent tetherball player. I've seen you play. And, and we, I thought I was till today. But these questions about Petrock, they're just giving me a headache. Well, right, you're ready to, go. ready to go. You're really old yeah. to be playing tetherball, I think. You really should be uh, moving on to pickleball or something. Oh, we only have three minutes left, so let's get okay. two more questions. Well, let's, two more questions. Okay. Let's make each okay. one worth 10 points. All this right. Is our bonus <laughs> 10 or minus 10. The okay, ready to go. The 1979 citation for the Presidential Medal of Freedom awarded to this scientist shortly after her death called her a student of civilization and credited her with bringing to millions the central insight of cultural anthropology. Identify the cultural buzz, anthropologist. Buzz, buzz, is... Margaret Mead. Yes. Yes. Damn you, point. Andy. Damn you, Andy. I was going to say Margaret Mead. Well, there's only been one female scientist in the, in the <laughs> 100 What years. about Marie Curie? Oh, that's true. True. True, that's true. Yeah. If you want to call her female. She was female. Yeah, I guess she was. Technically. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that puts me right. back on the board. Okay, and then ready? there was Masters and Johnson. One of them was female. Oh, baby, was she? Oh, baby. <laughs> she was all female. From stern to bow, that woman was all female. Don't get me started on Margaret uh, Johnson? Johnson. Yeah, whatever her name was. All right, ready to go. All right, number 10. Yeah, number 10. At the beginning of this comedy, a lord tricks drunken Christopher Sly into believing that Sly is really a nobleman. In the play within a play, Petruchio weds strong-willed Catherine so that Bianca can marry Lucentio, which Shakespearean play inspired the musical Kiss Me, Kiss. Buzz, as you like it. Incorrect. Oh, no. Oh, oh God. Wait, oh, it, wait, it inspired Kiss, Kiss Me, Kate. Kate. Oh. Yes. oh, no, it inspired Kiss Me, Kate. Well, then it's, it's uh, tame, uh, the Taming of the Shrew. Taming of Correct. the Shrew. Oh. Andy, you ran away with it. And, Andy well, takes the quiz. Well, we got, I got very lucky. That, that uh, the last two questions didn't involve Euclid. Euripides. <laughs> Euripides. If there was one more Euripides question, I would have been on a plane to Cincinnati tonight. <laughs> Hit you with a moist sock. All right. This was been, this is fantastic, Stan. And thank you so much. And uh, thank you Thanks. for uh, listening. So we have smart guys listening to us, Ken. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, Stan, why do you listen to Seven Second Delay, which is the program that just makes you dumber and dumber? I don't even know what to say. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're, we're thrilled. Now we'll have to up our game, Ken, when next, next show. Now that we know Stan is listening. All right. Thanks, Stan. Thanks, Andy. Good night, everybody. This was great. This fun. Was great, Stan. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to listener Stan in Kentucky for that last quiz. Next week, I believe Andy Breckman will be back in the studio live, although I'm not 100% positive about that. You've been listening to WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. Coming up later tonight at 8 o'clock, it's going to be Honky Tonk Radio Girl. And coming up right now... It's Weekly World Blues with Matt Fiveash.
Shut up. sound of the blue scale. The blue scale is very simple, very useful, but also very simple to build. All you have to do is know your minor pentatonic scales. So in this case I was playing A. Blues come so many different ways until it's kind of a hard to explain. Thank you. 